I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Guess what day it is? And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The State of the Union, sir. The one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I have some breaking news right off the bat. I might have been wrong about WandaVision. I told you, I, I was saying on Twitter the next day, you waited one, you like literally did it the day before the worst possible day to, to say that tweet. Well, here's the, here's the deal. I tweeted it on a Friday. The new episode had dropped on a Friday. If you missed it, he and basically just slandered WandaVision and said, everybody that loves Marvel, give up, give up. It's okay. You can give up and don't have, you don't have because to Because you can. Wanda. Everybody's just holding on, holding on to this of like, hey, it's Marvel. You know, we have to watch it. And I just knew multiple people in my life that was hate watching it. And I'm like, you don't have to. You can watch something else. We don't have to watch because it's Marvel. And because I was hate watching and then I just turned it off. I'm like, it's dumb. So between you my best friend, Michael, uh, another person. They're like, just give it one more shot. One more episode because this latest episode explains so much. And now I'm back in. It so did. lesson lesson learned, give the Mavericks more time because then you'll be all back in, just like I am with WandaVision. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You have to just, you just have to give it more time sometimes. And uh, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get 20% off your next order. Not your first one, your next. All right, Isaac. So today we are going to be getting into the state of the Dallas Mavericks. We just want to talk about what's going on with the Mavericks, what's going right with the Mavericks. We talked yesterday a lot about over the weekend about what's going wrong. We kind of all already know what's going wrong. So what are they doing right? What can they kind of clean up? What are things that, you know, Cuban defended the team over on Twitter and attacked a couple <laughs> attacked a couple fans, I guess, if you want to put it that way. And we want to just talk about where the Mavericks are. Is it going up? Is it trending up? Is it something that, um, you know, are these unfixable problems that the Mavericks are dealing with? Also, just what do we think about Porzingis right now, I think, is a, is a huge question. So um, let's start with it. I mean, the state of the Dallas Mavericks is right now. They are really bad. We've, we've gone over this, right? We don't have to rehash how bad the Mavericks are again, but they're, uh, what are they, 8 and 12? And they are 13th in the Western Conference. They're two, only two teams in the Western Conference are worse than them. And, but they are only what four losses out of the uh, only three games back from fifth, right? Only three games back from fifth, only four losses out of the, the loss column away from like seventh, right? Or th- three away from eighth. I mean, it's, it's, there's just so many teams bunched up right now. It's easy to drop all the way from you know the playoffs to out of the playoffs and one of the worst teams in the West, right? It just seems really easy to, to fall that way. And the Mavericks go on this streak. And if they go on a five game winning streak, all of a sudden they're back and everyone's fine. They're back to 500. They're back around the playoffs and you know, anything can happen. Um, so what is the state of the Mavericks to you currently, according to cleaning the glass, they have a 111 offensive rating, which is points per hundred possessions. That's 18th in the NBA. And they have the 22nd ranked defense, 113 points per hundred possessions. So they've dipped below their net rating is now a negative. 
which is not good. I don't know if you guys knew that, but it's bad when your net rating is negative. Uh, but their their offense is kind of like it's not even <laughs> it's a little worse than it was last year, right? Their offense is still decently good compared to last year. There's just a lot of really good offense this year. Their defense is bad and even worse than it was last year, at least as of right now. So what's the state of the Mavericks? What's the most concerning part of, of all this for you? Oh gosh. Oh concerning part. Um uh let's try to think where to start on it. I think Dallas is at a spot. Honestly, we probably should just <laughs> read off Cuban's tweets and then just go from there, like what what we want. Because I think Dallas is at a at a spot to where they're obviously not happy with their play. They're not happy. They haven't been happy with the effort. You know, they you know had better effort, uh, you know, two nights ago. But you know, I think they're at a spot now to where how long do you wait? How long do you give this? And I don't want to say excuses because it's honestly just what happened. I mean, COVID happened to the team, whether you like it or I mean, or not with the, I mean, that's the thing. It's so frustrating with this is so many fans are passionately about, you know, following this team saying, well, you know, you're just so mad about everything that's happened with the team. Like I get it. I guarantee these players are just as mad as you are. They didn't want any of this stuff to happen too. So it happened. It's taken a time of an adjustment. And I think the biggest question for them is, how long do you let the adjustment play out? And it's like, how long do you know? We've been saying for so long, let's wait to judge this team with a huge opinion until we get everyone back. <laughs> one one out. Yeah. And then bam, everyone's coming back. Tonight is the first time all season that the game notes for the Mavericks say none to report. No, no injuries. injuries. No injuries. Nobody out for health and safety protocols. Maxi Kleba back. It's crazy to think that in a way, you know, if you're the team, do you view this as game one? You know, do you view this as game one kind of moving forward? I don't know, you know, what that mindset would be, but I think that's the biggest question for the, for the Mavs of how long do you let this adjustment period play out before you try to make some big changes? Yeah, there's a, there's, it's definitely a big adjustment. All of the, we talked about it over the weekend after the Jazz and the Suns games about how everything that could go wrong right now is guys missing games and then guys coming back and having to deal with the recovery from COVID, which is really, really tough for guys. It's a respiratory illness. And so it deals with your conditioning and all that. So, a concerned Mavs fan on on Twitter said, "You know, how do you how do you guys keep making excuses for this team and these players every day and taking a shot at you know Mavs fans that are defending the team still?" And the biggest Mavs fan, arguably the the biggest one that literally put his money where his mouth is, Mark Cuban responded to him and said, "Here's what Mark Cuban said. We'll get into it. Let me give you some facts. From the time of catching COVID till playing is three weeks." First two weeks sitting in a room doing nothing. Then two days of individual evaluation to see if there are other health issues. Then they can start basketball activities and conditioning. And even then, we have to be careful. This isn't like an injury where you can shoot or do cardio or lift while you rehab. Not uh, uh, You can't be around the team. You're stuck in a room, and it's not like there are practices that you can get a feel for the for the gym and you know, get in shape. So we try to get more than half our rotation back in a groove during games against teams that didn't have a COVID outbreak and have continuity. Yes, it's frustrating. Yes, there are a lot of things we aren't doing well, but this thing isn't a cold and you get back to work. It's brutal. So what's next? We're going to grind. We're going to get through this. We have a good team, but reality is more than half the teams have not had a COVID outbreak and things are going to look way out of balance for a while. Come crunch time, we will be there. 
Whoo, Cuban coming out of coming out of left field, coming to the top rope, I guess. Coming yeah. out and saying, uh, you know, we have a good team. We're gonna get back on track. And it's kind of some of the things that we've been saying. And if we had said that on Twitter, we would have been called propagandist, which I guess Cuban can yeah. be one since he owns the team. But uh, loyal listener Mark Cuban, he can say that. So, but how much are you are you buying of all this? I guess I'm gonna say I, I think I'm buying all of it, right? It's it's an, it's not. He did say yes, we do have problems. Yes, it's frustrating. It's not. I don't think it's all COVID either. There are some problems that are outside of some of these guys that haven't missed games, right? Luca, Tim Hardaway, yeah. you know, guys like that that haven't missed any game. Willie. Um, so, how much of this are you buying from Cuban? I buy a lot of it, especially the last part. I thought the last part of his tweets uh, were very telling of, hey, we're going to be there. They, it shows that they really believe in the roster and this team. Uh, so if you're in the camp of, hey, you want to trade right now, uh, you didn't like those tweets probably. But if you're in the camp that you believe in this team like Cuban does and like the front office does right now, and they want to give this time, you know, give this team time to gel and get their legs back and recover from COVID, then yeah, you're, it's good hearing that. It's like, all right, they they want to give this team time to gel and build chemistry. And I, but going back to what we said a while ago, it's like, I think that's the biggest question. How long is that that period? Is it is it a week? Is it two weeks? How many losses? They're setting on the longest losing streak in the league right now at five games. Oof. How many more games do you lose before something happens? And that's what I'm curious. I'm not saying something should happen right now. I'm just curious on just where their mindsets is from a front office and really that's the that's the only insight we have right now is that cuban tweet of yeah. hey they, we believe in the team we're gonna grind through this i mean we've heard rick saying his biggest thing to the team right now stick together they know that they're in the trenches tim Hardaway jr said there after the game he said good teams we have to battle through the trenches together they know they're at their lowest point right now so they're just trying to stay together as a team and fight through it do, does this roster come out, you know, the same on the other end of this? I don't know. And that's that's for people who make way more money than I do. <laughs> Talk about that coming up. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times, InStyle Magazine, or Forbes. And we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers, working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to, to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts, including us. Start your day with all the sports you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris. So from those Cuban quotes, like I, I believe that I, I at this point I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been... You know, after the the Jazz loss, it was sort of just it felt like a retrospective for everybody, right? I have a friend that basically decided I'm going to give up sports for a year after that game. He's like, "Why am I torturing myself and doing this, watching these games and like like 
you know, learning, leaning on every single, you know, basket and every single bucket, every shot. I'm like living and dying on it. And so he decided to give up sports for a year for other personal reasons. But I thought that that was funny after that game, it literally (laughs) caused him to give up sports. So I think it's been a lot of introspection for a lot of Mavs fans. Think about, all right, did we, did we misevaluate this team? And to be honest, I don't know if we did. I think that there can be some regression from some players, but I think they're going to pick it up in other ways. This team was supposed to be better on defense, right? That was the thing that they did was to trade some offense for some defense. They were supposed to be able to do that, and they've been without some of their their best defensive players. And Maxi, maybe their best defensive player they've been without. Their best defensive player and best best three-point shooter, right? You get that guy back, get him playing 30 minutes, and it starts to write some of these things. And maybe if it starts to write some of these things – you know, the three-point shooting can maybe settle in a little bit. The spacing gets back. The defense is a little bit better because you have one extra guy that can handle his own and be in the rotation. Like, there's only five guys on the floor at once, right? One guy can make a really big difference on a basketball court. So a lot of people say, well, it's just one dude. Like, expect Maxi to come back in and fix this all. He won't. He's not going to fix everything, but if you have Maxi coming back, Dorian and Josh Richardson getting their legs under them, maybe some of Luca's things can can kind of level out. Porzingis can start playing like the Porzingis of last year a little bit. If all those things start going, then all of a sudden this team can be what we expect them to be. Hopefully a top 10 defensive team, maybe you know close to that. And then definitely a top 10 offensive team, right? Like I think that they have the capability of doing that still, even after seeing all this stuff. Am I being too optimistic? Am I am I believing? Am I taking Cuban's message and his charge and you know running too far with it? I, we try to be optimistic on this pod. We're not um, pie in the sky. We try to be realistic with some of the things that we say about this team, but I still think they can write the ship because I think Cuban's right. You just have to grind through some of these things because it's just it's shooting better, it's you know defending better, which is communication and all that. And there's just a lot of things I think they can fix. Yeah, well, I think there's two camps right now as far as fans and you know media or anybody with the Mavericks. It's the camp of I've seen enough. I know I have my opinion made on the team, right. or I need I need more time. And I think that's the that's the two camps that you're in. It, you know, one camp is saying after you know three games of Josh and Dorian of coming back from COVID, then you have your opinions formed on them, or you know however you want to you know word it. There's a, there's a good portion of people saying, hey, I, I'm there. I've had enough time, and I know what this team is. I know what these you know pieces, how they fit with the team. Then there's a whole other camp, like you know what you just explained. I think I'm in that camp too. I think there's definitely some things they have to tweak and change, but I think I'm still in that camp of, hey, I, I've we've said it all along, going back to when these guys come back. Give me a couple of weeks of these guys being back in the – I just can't pull the plug – and we don't even know what the definition of pull the plug yeah, is. Yeah, what does that even mean? Some like people, the, that's yeah. I think the the funniest thing that we talk about all the time was when uh, we say they'll get it right, they'll write the ship, you know, blah blah blah. They just have to grind through it, all that. And someone responds to us and says they don't have time. All right, well, I, I, there's nothing else. We there's can nothing say. else you can do, right? You just you can't like pause the season. This is another big one. I, I guess let's get into this right now. Um, how different would this Mavericks team be and the outlook of this Mavericks team if all of a sudden all four of those guys go out with COVID and they decide to pause the season like the, the like the NBA did for the Grizzlies or for the Wizards or for any yeah. of these other teams, right? They just decide to pause the season for about a week and let these guys start coming back. All of a sudden, you're not, pl- you're not playing, you know, without five, six rotation guys. 
against some of these playoff teams and you could some of those losses could be recouped and it, it just be it's it's a fascinating what if that we probably won't do in the offseason but we can do it now what if no I think it's a fascinating what if because you look at the Grizzlies right now the Grizzlies are setting fifth in the Western Conference they've won six games in a row but those six games are kind of split there because <laughs> you know they're eight and six they're setting at fifth in the West and they're eight and six, eight and six. That's 14 games. The team above them, six Denver at the fourth. Yeah. Denver is at the fourth spot, but right above them. And they've played 20 games. I mean, that's a huge difference. And that's, this is what we're going to see with some of these, you know, records and standings and all of that. So, yeah, I think there is a side that I think you can uh, set back in uh, the self pity if you, you want to and say, <laughs> what if on that because i think it's a very valuable what if what if the season was you know put what if we had you know four or five games postponed you know for dallas and what if i told you the nba season could have been paused (laughs) uh am i gonna say here and question uh, some uh legitimacy of uh some wizards and uh memphis injuries you know, to get them below the uh, the minimum amount this, of players to be able to play. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. I got it. I got it. I, I mean. Coming up, I'm going to tell you guys, Mark Cuban is the real reason why this team is way below 500, and he's the reason, and he's the reason why you guys should all be mad is because of Mark Cuban that he didn't push. Stacy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, okay, if you're the, if you're the Grizzlies, I don't know all their, their, you know, injury stuff, but, you know, you're Grizzlies, Wizards, whatever – and you're at like nine players, and you're like, all right, we if we get below eight, it's like, all right, somebody has a toe sprain. Yeah, Westbrook, and, uh, how bad's your your quad hurting right now? Yeah, we, now we don't have eight. Let's postpone for you know four games. But no, I that's that's a huge what if for Dallas because you know then you're playing those games later on the season at you know at full strength at that point, hopefully, and it's a whole different ball. If game. they had if they had Porzingis, like if Porzingis would have still been out and this COVID outbreak and the Mavericks hit. Uh, it might have been totally different, right? Because they would have been on the edge there. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty wild to think about. To think about what could have happened, right? Like you said, the Grizzlies—they go on this five-game winning streak, and then they're done for for two weeks, basically. Or I guess, I guess it was ba- yeah, it was almost two weeks. And then they come back, and yeah, if the Mavericks—if this would have been the, the week that the Mavericks are out, it would have been awesome. Because Carlisle also mentioned this after the, the the Suns game, the Mavericks are going through their hardest part of their schedule right now. We even before the season even started and all this, before they even went to training camp, we saw the schedule and said, oh man, this is a really tough section of their schedule right now. A lot of road games. Mavs have still played a ton of road games. They just got done playing Denver, Utah twice, Phoenix. They're going to play Phoenix again. You know, Houston we thought maybe would be more difficult than than they are. And these Mavs still end up losing to them. Like Toronto was a tough one. Milwaukee, like Indiana, San Antonio even. They're scrappy. Like this was supposed to be a really, really tough section of their schedule. And coming up in in february they're getting a bunch of home games in a row and oh, so that's yeah, a home game so yeah. everyone like we we were even pointing towards this part of the schedule saying maybe the mavericks will falter at the beginning and be like a 500 or just a little bit above 500 right didn't we say this before the season wow. and then say and then february that's when they're gonna start putting wins together they'll get porzingis back they'll all this it's kind of playing out the way we thought just the COVID it's stuff not has how made, we thought <laughs> yeah just the COVID stuff has made it even worse yeah, yeah, it's the in yeah the outcome is kind of playing out like we were joking about, but uh, the how we got there is a whole <laughs> different world uh, to even yeah to even think about. But I, I think there is some you know some things to look at 
you know, as far as positives, like I know we're all setting back saying, man, it feels like so much has went wrong over these first 20 games, but can we look at things that have been like good? Some, some positives, some, uh, some positives that we can take from the first 20 games. That's Cause I our MO. That's our MO Isaac Harris. What's going right. What's good. We, we did this podcast for two years when the Mavericks were tanking and uh, yeah, we understand positives in the midst of all the the terribleness before we get to the third segment i just want to get this off my chest real quick okay, i thought you were gonna tease something i was excited <laughs> i can tease after this guys desmond bain wouldn't be playing for this team right now so can y'all, <laughs> can y'all stop sending tweets like i understand that he's shooting really good and i liked him coming out of tcu but if you, i mean there's so many people who think man man if we just had desmond bain i'm like okay y'all convince me right now that rick would be playing him 30 minutes a night but uh <laughs> Anyway, y'all can believe that. Coming up next, let's talk about the positives uh, for the Mavericks over the first 20 games of the season. But before we do that, Isaac Harris, betonline.ag. You know it. You should love it. It's the one place that we trust to put some money down. The Super Bowl is coming up, and BetOnline has tons of lines for you. Kansas City Chiefs still three-point favorite. There's tons of Super Bowl props. Oh, man. The uh, there's so many there's Super Bowl commercial prop bets now Ooh. on BetOnline.ag. Um, how many commercials will? Oh, this is for us right here. How many commercials will have a dog in it? How many commercials during the Super Bowl will have a dog in it? Over or under four and a half? If you want, if you think over four and a half, that's minus two fifty. That's pretty good odds. And then under, it's plus you know uh, one seventy. Mm, I'll take the over. You take the more, so you're thinking five dogs or more. Yeah. Any, I mean, we're talking about in the background or anything. You could do one commercial with a puppy bowl and all of a sudden, like, boom, out of the water. Like, that's, that's more than five dogs. Yeah. Do they count dogs if they're puppies? That's my question for Bet Online. For sure. So many questions. If it's, if, I guess it's just the species of dog. Anyway, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Bet on dogs in Super Bowl commercials. Bet on so many other things, actual football things you can bet on, NBA games every single night. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN when you make a free account at betonline.ag. Receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, that promo code is LOCKDOWN. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And also, we're brought to you by the great Built Bar. Isaac is just putting in my face the uh, white chocolate. What what was the one that you were having? The white chocolate? White chocolate cherry sundae. White chocolate cherry sundae. I have a, uh, right here, I'm going to do some ASMR. Ready? Delicious. That's what I, there you go. That's my, that's my Built Bar ASMR. You're so weird. Built, built, built ASMR. (laughs) Uh, that's a, I have a mint brownie. That's the best one. Everyone agrees that's the best bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. 18 incredible flavors. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet. For example, uh, the Cherry Bar Sia Bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a bar covered in 100% chocolate. 4 grams of net carbs as well. That's what makes it great for that keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCKEDON, and receive 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about what's going right for this Dallas Mavericks team. We have to start with Luca. We haven't talked enough about him, and that's basically because if anyone complains about the Mavericks and complains about Luca, 
I saw, uh, I think Tim Kalashaw posted that Luka needs to be better from the three-point line for this team to be better. And my immediate reaction was, we're going to ask more from Luka right now? I think it, it's kind of the rest of the Mavericks that sort of need to step up here. But it starts and ends with Luka. So I think he's one of the one things that's, it's, you know, one of the one guys that's playing well for this team. Agree or disagree? Oh, 100%. I don't know what else to ask from Luka right now. I mean, uh, he's averaging 27 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. I mean, he's averaging nine assists, and, you know, Wes Wandu's taking threes. So, I mean, that's – yeah, he I, I have nothing will, to say about He will never about, come in this podcast Luka. now. <laughs> Who? We've talked about his threes so much. Wes Wandu. Sorry, bud. We talk about his threes <laughs> all the time. Him and Dwight Powell will never no, come on this because, podcast if they've ever listened to it. <laughs> uh, but, but no, I mean, you know, his free throws were improved, you know, at the beginning. It's dropped, you know, back down to 75 now. Same but, as last year. Uh, Almost I think the exact same I think percentage. That, yeah. I think they'll get back, you know, they'll get back above uh, 80%. And I think he's made strides defensively. I think he's gotten better defensively. This is something we've talked about at the beginning of the season. And so, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how you could possibly ask more of Luka Doncic right now on this team. I mean, come on. Yeah, like you said, his minutes are up There's a little bit. Yeah. His minutes are up one minute per game this year. His two-point percentage is down a little bit. Three-point percentage is down a little bit, but not not too much, both of those. Like, he could be more efficient, yes, but he could have been more efficient last year. He's fourth in MVP. Uh, the counting stats are, are, are basically both up. He's down, like, one point a game, which is kind of efficiency. His turnovers are down this year, which is good, and his fouls are down. Minutes are up and fouls are down, and he's playing defense. Like, that, that combination just – you know that that's huge so yeah technicals are also up probably <laughs> compared to where they were last year Ooh. technical fouls so yeah, yeah. luca has been been the one bright spot should still i heard a lot of podcasts over the weekend and they all said yeah he's probably the de facto all-star starter in the west because no one's really come and take that spot from him at this point and we're definitely going to vote for him, right? Voting has already started and opened up. I'm sure that people are Y'all already... Y'all better be voting already every get, day right now. Already getting on that. So, uh, yeah. So, that's one thing that's, that's gone well for for Luke, for Luke the Mavericks is, is Luka. I'm going to bring up another thing. And I think Tim Hardaway Jr.'s shooting has gone well. Like He's been one of the one consistent guys that can actually get another bucket. And he's shooting almost 40% from three, 38.8%. And... Um, like I think that's been a positive, maybe a small one, but it has been the the times where he, the, the, time, I even, the times where he's hit eight threes has been those are the positive ones, right? Yeah, I want to reserve any takes on Tim. <laughs> I just don't. Tim takes years off my life sometimes, and <laughs> it's like a, it's like every other game type of thing. But yes, he is shooting thirty nine percent from three. Uh, that that is good. I mean, last year he shot forty, and we were you know super hyped for that. So, I I want to shout out another role player. I, I think Jalen Brunson deserves uh, some praise. You know, this season so far, he's in the fifty forty ninety club right now, shooting fifty one percent from the field. That's a career high. Forty one percent, forty two percent from three is a career high, basically. Uh, right at ninety percent from the free throw line. Eleven points a game. I I just. I think what we've what you would want from Jalen Brunson, especially coming off the bench. I mean, he started six games, but you know, coming off the bench in the games that he has played, he missed those four games. I thought he's played really good this season, and I, I think that's a really big bright spot that when these guys do come back, and you know, as far as like fully back into the system and everything's rolling, 
having this version of Jalen Brunson will be really key. So I, I think he gets, deserves some praise for the first 20 games. Absolutely. Uh, Maxi, we have to put in, you know, one of the positives yeah. for sure, even though he's been out, that's been a negative, but his shooting has been incredible. 47% from three. It's huge. His defense has been awesome. He's a you know versatile guy that can defend a lot of different positions, but yeah, the fact that he can fit with pretty much what any lineup the Mavericks throw out there, they've really missed him. And he's been a, a big positive, I think, this year. Yeah, 100%. I mean, best three-point shooter on the team before you know he went down. So getting him back will be huge. Um, there was something else. I mean, I know we, we joke about James Johnson, but just James Johnson being serviceable. I mean, we didn't know. I mean, yeah, he could have came in and just been a, you know, a bad contract or at least an expiring contract and never played. And because we just hadn't seen much of him, he didn't play a ton in Minnesota. And I've been thoroughly surprised by what, what he gives the team. And I mean, he has moments we all have fun with, but, um, I think they're scoring when, in when the Isaac, paint. When Isaac says that, that means he's had moments that are just really, really bad. Like really, really like one or two really, really bad turnovers a game, one or two like really bad drives a game and all that. That's what Isaac means by that. I have to just interpret but sometimes. I've when, said this before. <laughs> You get one or two of those plays from James Johnson a game, but you'll get 10 other plays that are awesome plays. Uh, and five. Let's go five. That's bull crap. No. <laughs> 10 plays a game that are like incredible. Wow. I'm so glad that he just well, did not that. like blow me away, but like, hey, that's a great skip pass or you drove to the basket and scored or you cut or you caught a lob. Like it's that stuff that I mean, especially. OK, I don't, when Wesley Wander's playing, come <laughs> on. <laughs> it, it stands out. <laughs> Wes, um, please don't listen to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, scoring in the paint for Dallas. I think that's been a key too. I mean, last year we saw this team shoot 41 threes a game and we've seen them kind of adapt a little bit to where if a team takes away the three, three pointer or they don't have the shooters out there to hit the threes, they've shown that they can get Why? into the paint. Why? What kind of shooters do they have out there on the three point line? <laughs> Uh, but like Luca and them have shown that they could get into the paint and oh, score. Man. And we've talked about winning games different ways. And so I think that's been a positive too. There's, there's been a few positives. I know there's a lot of, are there, I mean, are there positives? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think a few of those and I mean, I think the biggest thing right now is KP. I mean, we've, I don't want to like, we've talked about him for the past few days, but KP's just got to get back to what KP looked like before the bubble. And for this team to reach the ceiling that they want to hit, that we all thought that they could hit. Right now, it's a K KP has to get back to that level. And th that's just point blank. Whether it's confidence-wise, whether it's a health-wise, whether it's you know offensive fit-wise, whatever that is, it has to work out somehow for this team to get back to that level. And I think we talk about them giving, you know, giving it more time Cuban talking about, Hey, we're going to grind through this and fight out of the trenches. I think that's, a, that's a part of it. It's not just the guys coming back from COVID and getting their legs back. It's also getting KP back to that, you know, that pre bubble form and how he fits in the offense and stuff with Luca too. So definitely working on some things. So reminder Porzingis before the, before the NBA bubble, right? Like when he came back from that initial injury, this is basically the end of this is basically this time of year last year is the be beginning of February all the way through um, into into the bubble. He averaged 26.7 points a game, 10 and a half rebounds, two and a half assists. He averaged two over two blocks a game, shot 37% from three, 
And the team was a huge positive when he was on the floor and Luca was off the floor. That's the big thing, right? As long yeah. as as long as the lineup that he's playing in is playing solid basketball, positive basketball, when Luca's off the floor, then the Mavericks can win some games and they can string some together. So that was the Porzingis that you know we saw that could be an All Star again in the Western Conference. So remember that that guy is you know not that far away, right? Those bubble games happened in you know, in uh, August. Right. So yeah. it's not, that, for it's not se- that far removed from that, that guy. And to show the difference, I mean, the first 20 games of the season, I mean, he's only played nine games this season, but in these nine games this season, he's averaging 18 points, which is a career low since his like rookie, you know, his sophomore season shooting 28% from three. That's a career low uh, from three, 44% from, from the field. He hovers around that for the past, you know, for basically his whole career. But He's just, he's got to get better. And whether it's a just getting back into the groove and all of that, or I, well, I don't know what it is. And people who, yeah, who get, I know I said this earlier, but get paid way more than I do uh, are figuring that out right now. So we'll see. I think all that to say is yes, he has to be better. He has not been good, but he can be that guy again, right? We we believe that he can still be that guy that he was last year. And if he is, then this is a completely different team. And I I just want to say this too. I know. Can you say it? Can you just say the. The what? Can you just say one more thing? (laughs) One more thing. Yes. When ever, if you're in the camp of saying, Hey, we don't have time or like, I've seen enough. Like you're in the, let's just say you're, you're the fan that's listening saying, I've seen enough of this team. I've seen enough of the parts. Then I've seen enough. I'm ready to pull the plug. So define what pull the plug is, because I know a lot of you will respond to saying we have to make a trade. It's so hard to make a trade right now. We're 20 games into the season. How many teams can you identify right now that are selling? Like, we don't know exactly everybody who's selling compared to, what, you know, a month from now? I don't know who all's selling right now and who's ready to give up, you know, players. And we don't know what Houston's doing. They've won five games in a row. What? What? They might not want to trade any of those guys right now. So I think it's easy to sit here and say, all right, Andre Drummond, have we seen, I mean, we don't, we just don't know. Like that's my whole thing of what these guys are being asked. You know, what's the, the price for these guys? We don't know who's you know technically on the market and all of that. It's earlier in the season. So that that's why I'm trying to say, I'm like the definitions of pulling the plug. I, I don't know what that really looks like. There's nothing you can say definitively right now. <laughs> you you could do yet. what my friend Josh did and just give up sports entirely for a year. There you go. That's pulling the plug, right? You could just completely yeah. say, I'm, I'm done with this team. Cancel your AT&T now. <laughs> Cancel your AT&T now. Now. Some of you pulled the plug before the season even started because you can't watch you the game. have a choice. <laughs> that sucks. Cord cutting at a different level. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll be back with a post-game pod after the Suns game, even if they lose by 50, right? We During the week, we'll, we'll keep our post-game pods. It was the weekend. Welcome back, that... Maxie. Welcome back. <laughs> Very excited to see what Maxie looks like. Uh, not putting a ton of ex- expectations on him, just like Richardson and Dorian Finney-Smith. So He's going to miss like his first two threes. Then everybody's going to be tweeting and be like, see, Maxie ain't going fi- to fix everything. It's like, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll uh, be back, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Guess what day it is, huh? Anybody? Kayla, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Champ, 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 champ. What day is it, champ? (laughs) Ha 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 ha!